Well, good morning, everyone. Hope I've got feedback. It's probably me. Um, anyways, good morning and welcome in to our breaking news full moon energy update. And welcome to everybody who's joining in the live. I am joined here with the lovely Michelle Snelling and the beautiful Elena Crawford. So uh, go ahead and say hi, ladies, and, and welcome everybody in. Hello, everybody. Um, happy Thursday and happy full moon. Happy breaking news day. <laughs> yeah, I already see a bunch of full moon. Everybody's saying happy full moon in the chat. Happy full moon in Capricorn, you guys. Yes. Nice, nice, serious business full moon. So we're excited <laughs> to talk about it. But welcome to everybody. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm so happy you ladies are doing this with me. And we've I, what I've discovered after our last breaking news energy update is that we want news this way rather than the regular news. <laughs> so we're doing it. We're here. We're here to give you guys some news. And we're going to dive right in. We're actually going to start by just talking about what's happening right now across our globe. just makes me feel cool to play those. <laughs> I thought I felt cool. <laughs> well, in all seriousness, um, you know, there was a building that collapsed today in Florida and there are 51 people still missing. So um, that is definitely something that happened just today. So that's something that's new. Um, there's also just a lot going on with the stock market I was this morning at Stock Market News. Um, a lot of things happening and Tesla's up. There, there's a lot going on with Elon and Tesla and Bitcoin and there's a lot of manipulation energy there. So that's going on as well. Um, there was a big Supreme Court case that actually came across that I thought was interesting. Um, a, a cheerleader was suspended for swearing on Snapchat about her experience with the school. And in fact, they just ruled eight to one that she can, in fact, have freedom of speech and that shouldn't have been suspended, although she's missed an entire year. So I thought that was kind of interesting also. And another thing that happened with freedom of speech is that Apple Daily, which was a, it's a Hong Kong alternative newspaper, was actually taken offline because of their anti-government communication. Um, so there's a lot of things going on over in Hong Kong around media, uh, what, what would you call them, like leaders in the media who are speaking out against some of the things that are going on. And good old Britney Spears also in the news. I'm not sure about you ladies, but there's something weird about why this is even in the news and why this is even going on. So that's kind of weird too. So those are the kind of the things that popped up today. And I have a little interesting self-inquiry, but I'll pass it off. Michelle, I know you had some things you wanted to talk about, so you can dive yes. in also. So the first thing that I want to say is our first breaking news when we talked about the plane crash and Parker and the fire that was right near my house, one of the things that kept coming through to me as um, a message was the need to really pay attention to the infrastructure because we were talking about like how things weren't done at that, at that construction site. 
things weren't required that may not have caused the fire, but made it so the fire couldn't be put out as easily, things like that. And it, this message about infrastructure. So when I woke up this morning and saw the building collapsing in Florida, the same message came through infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. And we can look at this as a message for like our cities, our governments, things like that. Yes, but it's for us. It's about our infrastructure, our foundation. You know, we're, there's a lot of talk about our DNA changing and up-leveling and what's affecting our DNA and what's not affecting our DNA and that. And I think this is a call for, another call for us to get clear about that and um, what we can do. Like just again, balance, grounding, get that found, those foundational practices in place. So I wanted to just mention that because I love that, that I don't love it. I don't love these horrible things happening, but the synchronicity, again, infrastructure. Um, there was also a bridge that collapsed in Florida not that long ago. So their infrastructure is really, like there's some things there, but my thing is about the outsider. You know, I've, I've talked about this a little bit and this just keeps coming up and coming up and coming up. And in my neighborhood lately, within the last two weeks, we've had quite a bit of crime. There's been a real crime spree. And you know, there's, there's things always that happen everywhere. It's not like, you know, we're singled out, but it's been, the regularity of it has been much more the last couple of weeks. There's been a heightened, amount of it. And I've just heard people talking a lot about, you know, energy being kind of wonky and people being angry and frustrated and impatient. But the thing to me is that I was explaining to Lisa with this is oftentimes we, we know that things, when crime happens, our inclination is to, to judge the people that they're lazy, you know, they, they need to get a job, whatever. And because I have this ability to always see everything from both sides, which can be a positive and a negative depending on where I'm at. But it's like, to me, I think that we need to look at the crime that's escalating across the country and look at that as a collective and our part in the collective of why is this happening? Why now? What's our responsibility? Because people don't just commit crimes because they're, you know, it's desperation or, not feeling connected, feeling like you're an outsider. And it's really easy nowadays with everything that's going on to feel like we're the outsiders. So. Dive in, Yelena, do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I don't watch the news, obviously. Um, not a news watcher. I like this kind of news. <laughs> but I do check, because I do astrology, I do check the headlines and everything from time to time just to see kind of what's going on. And I've seen so many headlines stating the increase in violence and everything that's been going on. And we're hearing of crazy erratic weather patterns and um, still disturbances with the grid and um, like power outages, rolling blackouts that are going to be facilitated by the electrical companies and everything. So there's just like this common theme um, that's going around. And um, I, it is completely tied in with everything that's being predicted astrologically right now too. Um, the, you know, civil and political unrest is one of the things that's happening. And it's all because of this Saturn square Uranus 
lovely transit that we are faced with this entire year, right? So we just had another hit of that. And um, it, it's all kind of playing out right now because they're slower planets. So what that means is that their effects are longer lasting. So we've already been seeing it for weeks prior to when it happened, and we're going to see it for many weeks afterwards as well. Um, but this also, in, uh, we're about to have Mars involved in this whole dynamic, which is creating a T-square. And Mars is the planet of violence. It's the planet of war and aggression and weapons and things. And I don't say that because I want to instill fear in anyone, gosh, by any means. That's I'm just I'm being realistic. So I went back to a couple dates uh, just to see if I could pull up some information from previous dates when Mars, Saturn, and Uranus were all involved with each other. And I found a lot of really interesting things. I found a lot of extreme weather patterns like the North Sea flood. Um, there were a lot of different floods. There were a lot of different tornadoes. There were a lot of different earthquakes that all took place in these specific years and time frames. Um, there were several different massacres and things that happened, which I felt was really interesting. And like I said, I, I don't share this because I want to instill fear, but I do want to bring a realistic spin. Uh, and with everything that's going on, I do think that it'll have a lot to do with a lot of the things that are going on politically and everything right now, too. It brings in a certain element of rebelliousness amongst the group, amongst the collective and the people. And um, I think we're going to see another uptick in that. So just one thing. Uh, one more thing. So back in January, when or February, we had the last Saturn square Uranus dynamic. But back in January, Mars was involved again, just in a different manner. Mars was conjunct Uranus. Um, and if you guys don't know what that means, it's okay, I'll explain. But it was square Saturn. So it was a little bit different than what's about to occur. But that was when we had the capital insurrection. So that's when everybody surged the Capitol and it was just mass pandemonium, right? And there was, mm -hmm. the military was involved because Mars rules the military and weapons and all of those things. So it'll just be interesting to see if, what kind of civil unrest pops up and mm -hmm. why, why it could potentially happen. But And wow. Elena, how long does that, is that going to occur with Mars being the, the trine or whatever? That's yeah, called. so the T-square, which the T-square is, um, it's a special aspect pattern in astrology for anybody that doesn't know. Um, and it is, a, it's challenging. So it is one opposition in two squares. And those are the most challenging mm -hmm. aspects. And there are three of them combined, right? And then we've got <laughs> Mars and Saturn, which are the two malefic planets. And then we have Uranus, which is a wild card. You never know what you're going to get with it. Mm -hmm. um, but so this is going to be, well, with Mars specifically, it hits Mars in a different way all year, but three specific points. So same with the Saturn square Uranus. That'll be three different hits. We've got one more to go, but we're still within the second one. <laughs> so we'll not even talk about the third yet, right? But even in our own personal lives, you guys, you can think about where is this area where you're having a tension, this back and forth pull between two different areas of your lives, right? And I know we all know what that is in our own lives because it's been a theme since February. And you're, you know, with that said, that's something when every hit of this, we make changes and things shift and, and change, things flop around and then we go live our lives for a little bit, right? And then it hits again, like it just did. And we're like, oh crap, here's another obstacle. Here's another limitation, restriction. 
what do what do I do? I feel like I, I I'm stuck. I got to change because this is also fixed energy that we're talking about. We've got uh, Uranus and Taurus, and we've got Saturn and Aquarius. They're both fixed signs, which means that it's hard to shift. It's hard to change. You might find yourself stuck. You may find yourself having a hard time letting go of the old to bring in the new. You might be opposed to the new. Um, so these are just some of the, the themes that are taking place. But we've got the final um, Mars involvement and the final Saturn Uranus square, which is going to be happening in November, December-ish. So we know that there's going to be another major pivot point next year now, or at the end of the year. Next year, they come close, but they don't hit. So you'll see it kind of fading out next year. Okay. Just this, timeline. <laughs> this whole Mars, or what is going to fade out? I well, make sure the whole Saturn square Uranus. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's all. It, that's. That's pretty much just this year. It's gonna we're gonna have a little trace whisper of it in 2022. But yeah, Saturn is tricky, isn't it? It's yeah, it is. Saturn's really tricky. Um, you know, Saturn can also rule things like responsibility and discipline and hard work and determination. And Saturn rules over structures. So if we didn't have the four walls that held up our room, like we wouldn't have a room. If we didn't have rules and regulations, society would be out of control. So Saturn plays a very specific role. We need rules, we need structure, we need order, but we don't need too much of it, right? Um, and that's when Saturn gets into its other aspects, which are replacing too much limitation, restriction, not having the, you know, not being able to establish proper boundaries or having too many boundaries. So there's just, you know, every planet's got its different dynamics. But yeah, Saturn's Saturn's really challenging. So is Mars. And for, yeah. And for someone like me who doesn't love to be told what to do, like I I like structure, I like, but I don't like to be told like you have to do this, you have to do that. That's the best way to get me to go the other way. And so it feels like that's really come up for me a lot during this Saturn square you know, Uranus uh, time. And with Mars coming in, it's just like, oh no, I'm just thinking, oh boy, <laughs> this is going to get even more. And Michelle, the rebelliousness is coming from Uranus. That's okay. the part, that's the whole function of the dynamic that's like, uh-uh, this isn't working. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not doing that. And we're seeing that in many different ways. There's people rebelling and limiting themselves even more because they're rebelling on ridiculous things. Like I, I don't, I don't want to get too far into it, but you know, even just the whole mask situation, you had people rebelling in all different directions. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see how the whole thing has been playing out, but hopefully. Yeah. That nice. And I like, that's the one thing that I think with this outsider archetype, you know, this really did start last year when we went, into, um, you know, when the pandemic started and we went into the lock and lockdown and the idea of masks and do you want it? Do you not? It doesn't matter which side you came, which side you landed on. It was easy to feel like you were an outsider with another group, right? And and mm -hmm. oftentimes it was a group you were a part of that suddenly you didn't see eye to eye or whatever. And it just feels like it just keeps being we just keep getting an opportunity to deal with the archetype, right? Definitely. 
of, of the outsiders. So, Yeah, and one interesting little tidbit about Saturn is Saturn was the last traditional planet um, which we could see with our naked eye, right? So it represented that boundary between being within society and being an outsider. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yep. Mic drop on that one. Holy <laughs> cow. I got this one in my whole body, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So it just gives me goosebumps. Well, yeah. Wow. What both of you are bringing up too is making me think with the Saturn energy is even with there, there's both sides of it because there's this side of speaking out and, you know, getting, breaking out of conformity. And then there's this side that's like pressing for conformity and the arguments in between, you know, friends and family and people that we work with. And I mean, it's just, it, there's a, so much friction on both sides of this of be being an outsider and being the insider and which one you think you are and which narrative you're in um so it's making me think of there's there's so much happening on the macrocosm and then our own microcosm experiences that we're having as well so that's and it's this whole year i mean it just seems it just goes on and on <laughs> Yeah, this this little dynamic we have, this little dynamic, I did not just do that. <laughs> yeah, this, I like to think of it as a little dynamic. Hey, it's not going to last that long. We, this too shall pass is what I keep telling myself. But yes. um, so the, in a T-square, there's one planet that's at the, what's called the apex, which is like, it's got a lot of pressure because it's got two squares going to it. And that's Uranus. So there's this like, sense of feeling like we need to walk our own individual unique path against the grain of society's expectations right um and some people are taking that to extremes and just uh, uh my teacher always says rebellion for rebellion's sake or uh just for, yeah that i said it right i think yeah. rebellion for rebellion's sake which was like the insurrection of the capital that's mm -hmm. my opinion. And then um, you've got just people who, like us, who are being different because we want to show society that there is an outside of the box that you can live and make it work. Um, it takes a little while to build those new structures of your life. And yes, you may feel like an outsider for a little bit. And yes, you may be different and looked at differently um, than the rest of society. But if we all do this, we can create this beautiful new world like a lot of us are already doing. So I just love that we can all get together and talk about this and, and build it, you know, together. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if it's okay, if I just jump in on that, because this is where I want to come back to the crime and not looking at it as criminals, all bad, or, you know, like all bad in the side, the the victim is all good. But I really feel like if we want to birth this new world that I think we all do, we have to kind of come to the middle and be a little more neutral about it and look at it as what's our part in it? What are we all doing to create this? Because there's being a put, like the middle is, there's a chasm that's getting wider and wider and wider between those who have and those who don't. And, and we're, creating a larger group of those who don't. And it's, you know, the people, when we feel like we're on the fringe or we're desperate or we have nothing to lose, then we do 
things that aren't in our highest good. Yeah. And that's where I think we've got to be as individual members of this society that we live in, we have to, you know, be responsible. I mean, and, and I, I use that word, Lisa, and I'm thinking of you and Mary talking about <laughs> the responsibility, the response, the ability to respond and what is our part in it. So, you know, going back to that, because I was really surprised, like, when I looked up numbers, when I looked up the data, I was really surprised. I looked up the three, like um, LA, Chicago, and New York were the three ones that I found the the most um, information on that I thought would be good because that kind of takes into consideration both coasts and the Midwest, which is just the whole country. But they have seen an increase um, in, like between 30 and 50% from like April, 2020 to April, 2021. And then like the first half of 2020 and the first half of 2021. That's a tremendous amount, you know, um, like felony assaults, 420 plus more in LA alone, wow. 96 more shooting incidents, hate crimes, 76 more you know, just in LA. And like I said, um, even in 2020, there was like 40 to 50% increase in murders from 2019 to 2020. You know, that's a tremendous amount of crime increase. And we have to look at that. To me, that's more people feeling on the fringes, more people feeling pushed to the fringes, more people not feeling heard, seen, whatever. The outside, you know, the outsider archetype just playing out in front of our faces is what I what I really feel. But all those things are not being talked about. We're not seeing this, you know, they're not talking about all this increase in crime. You know, it's just that's not part of the narrative right now. So mm -hmm. I love Jeff's comment here. He says we should all work as we can as hard as we can to listen and understand other perspectives. Listening does not mean that we always agree, but it does open a dialogue for middle ground. And thank you, Jeff. It's so true. And I think it's the word that came to me when we were talking about crime the other day was despair. Yeah. You know, there's in this isolation, in this changing landscape that we're experiencing in our daily lives, like there's this despair energy that I think, um, just like you're saying, is is driving people to do things they normally wouldn't. And and being at this breaking point, like what you're talking about, Yelena, with the planet being squeezed, and it makes me think like some people are feeling squeezed. And to me, when I see here in Colorado, we've had a lot of random shootings, um, started with the, the shootings at the Boulder King Supers, and it's kind of every day there's like something on my phone and I have some opinions about that. But before I share those, you know, my thought is to me, a shooting is like a, a pop of energy. It's like, it's like a, the image I see is like a pop bottle that, you know, explodes because the pressure's too tight. And so I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see more of that. Like even the collapse of this building feels like it's like the pressure is so tight that something's going to explode somewhere. And that's really what I felt in January too. It was like, there was so much pressure for something to occur that day. I mean, they did everything they could not do, which almost made it worse because then it just really like, 
exploded. And that's what it feels like. And that's what these crime things feel like. And then, of course, there's an agenda to some of it, right? There's a lot, uh, there's a huge push against gun control right now. And so that agenda, you know, I don't know where every, where you both of you ladies are at in the narrative or where everybody is out there, but you're going to know where I'm at after I say this, but I'm going to be a little bit more bold with what I think and feel. But when I look at the energy, you know, there are control programs like MK Ultra. there's, you know, the monarch stuff. I mean, there's all these things, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's also just the natural pressures of what's happening. So what I've been seeing with a lot of the crime, because I really sat with it, because Michelle brought it up the other day, and I thought, okay, I'm going to sit with this and think about it. And what came to me when I just sat with it and looked at the energy is all of it's going off. It's like there's all sorts, and there's, there's spontaneous triggers happening that maybe weren't even planned to happen. It feels like it really is this pressure cooker that's like popping all these little explosions everywhere. But the thing that scares me or makes me nervous is that there's like a bigger energy coming and it's like trying to see it and look at it from many different ways. And we'll talk about that later in the show. But, you know, that to me is the energy of it. It's like this push and squeeze and stuff is shooting out everywhere. You know what's funny? As you're talking, like before you even said pressure cooker, that is in astrology how they describe a T-square. It is a pressure. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Love it. So it's just funny. I mean, it's just all comes around full circle. The way that we feel, it aligns up perfectly. It's just really interesting to hear you talking and like your words fitting exactly <laughs> the description of these things. It just absolutely, it still continues to blow my mind every day. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh my God, I love that. Although I don't love the pressure cooker. No, oh my gosh, God, no. But no, that's exactly what we're we're in, right? I mean, and we have been. And I think, like, one thing that I'm noticing with myself, people close to me, my clients and and customers, is there are a lot of fifth energy center stuff coming out and going on. Lots of communication things. And it's coming out in the physical, right? It's coming. And to me, this is just an indication that either we're not saying what we want to say, we're not being honest with ourselves, we're not, you know, we're not clearly looking at some belief systems that maybe need to be scrutinized or just allowed to come to, to vision, right? So that we can look at them honestly and see what fits, what doesn't. And it doesn't always have to be a black and white doesn't always have to be this belief system doesn't work, it's out of here. It can be, okay, this is the belief system I've held. This part still feels true, it resonates. This part, no, let that go, you know. But there are so many communication things <coughs> coming up for so many people that, and it is part of the pressure cooker. I think we don't really, we haven't really been in a space like this ever, mm -hmm. a lot of us, and we don't know how to handle it not and that's not just from a fear place it's just it's new you know so it there's some trying on and some wonkiness with it so i think we need to you know the thing that i keep doing constantly is journaling 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 i cannot do enough journaling i can't do enough sitting in quiet stillness just to contemplate not to go always into deep meditation but just to sit there and 
and let my thoughts come and notice them and you know anyway so well and look at these comments so eve is saying i'm working hard to not enter into battle but rather share light and stand in my sovereign boundary and yeah. tracy says i'm seeing that explosion in just personal daily contact with people it's confusing to some some look confused and some look scared um, so talk about that throat chakra. I mean, it, it is, it's complicated. Like even here for the three of us on YouTube, it's complicated what we share, what we don't. And yep. stepping, I'm kind of like, I don't know that there's fear energy for me as much as I just want to protect this platform so all of us can keep doing this. Um, but there is a fear, I think. There's like old patterns and programs and I think that, you know, it's kind of like stepping into it almost and saying, okay, well, what is this really showing me and where do I really stand? Where am I an outsider versus an insider? Where am I in the rebel force and where am I a stormtrooper that's conformed in that space? You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how yeah. I look at it. Sorry, Gen X, totally going to use Star Wars analogies, but anyways. Because me too. And, you know, the thing, as I've been sitting with this outsider paradigm, it's been two weeks now because it started on the new moon. And, you know, I've been I've been sitting with it and I've been meditating and journaling and releasing and allowing and all this stuff and just noticing, trying to just really be the observer with it in my life and where I see it. But I also tried to change my perspective and not see it as the negative. It is such a victim story that we can tell. And it it's a victim story that we can be so entrenched in. But I tried to turn it around. Like on the weekend, it came clear to me, like, what if I looked at all the things I've gotten from it? Like all the positive things. And that that helps, I think. But the bottom line is, we might feel like an outsider in the outside world, that world outside, because we're in this place of duality, because we have forgotten that where it matters with the divine, we are never an outsider, ever, right? And we've got to do everything we can to remind ourselves of that every day throughout the day, because it, it's hard to remember that we don't live in a world that talks about, I mean, you know, when we're in spaces like this, it's wonderful. We can remember, but then when we go out and we get into the day to day, it's easy to forget that we, that duality is not the truth. So, so true. Yelena, I want to get into the full moon astrology. So um, we're going to move into that. So here we go. That was cool. <laughs> She's just making us feel cool all around today. Yes. Love it. That was the plan. Yay. And it's entertaining. Isn't this YouTube? It is. Are you not entertained? Isn't that yes. what the gladiator said? <laughs> and I don't have to hear about all the crap I don't want to hear about. <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. All right. You want me to just... Yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'm so curious okay. about it. I, you know, I try to look stuff up, and I think it's just easier to hear it from you personally. 
Yeah, it can be hard. There's a lot of conflicting information online with a lot of different types of astrology that people do. So it's hard to do your own research for sure. Um, so we have a full moon in Capricorn happening today. It's exact this evening. Um, and it's a really great full moon. Now, the only challenge with this full moon is that certain planets, including the sun and the moon, which are luminaries, they do better in some signs than others. And um, the moon is what's called in detriment in Capricorn. Just because of the fact that Capricorn, the archetype, isn't necessarily as centered in emotions as cancer where the moon is at home right so really this moon is not 10 it's probably not going to be an overly emotional moon and if you are overly emotional it's helping you to get more grounded and stable in your own energy right because capricorn is an earth sign so it's all about grounding down to earth it's a very practical sign that's all about productivity your drive your ambition your career your job and it's all about putting together a solidified plan. Now, I know we're not at the full moon, uh, sorry, the new moon, which is usually when we want to initiate and set something in motion. But the full moon is all about something coming to a culmination that maybe we've been working on since I would say back to, it was six months ago. So that would be about January at the Capricorn new moon. So if you think about what maybe you were seeding or what you were initiating back at that time period, you might have a good idea uh, based off of what house this is taking place in for you. And if you want, Lisa, in a minute, I can just go through with each rising sign and just tell you what house and like basic topics. Yeah. Doing like a full blown horoscope. But if anybody does want a horoscope, I have a like five minute for each sign horoscope on my channel too. Um, so basically, uh, this is where did I leave off? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know either because I was so excited about the horoscope. Right. I right. So basically, yeah, we talked about the grounding, we talked about the practicality and the drive and the ambition. Oh, the new moon. Back to what you were seeding back in January. So if you take a little journey back in your mind once I tell you what house this is happening in for you, maybe you'll be able to say, like, oh, interesting. Yeah, I did start that six months ago and it's now ending, or I'm letting it go, or Maybe it's something mental and it's psychological, you know, and it's not even something physical or tangible. Even though Capricorn is earth energy, which usually brings things that are more physical, tangible, um, you know, you can taste them, you can see them, but it doesn't have to be. So basically, can I totally interrupt you? So yeah. um, yesterday, Michelle and I were seeing this January information and both of us had major, so the new moon in January, I was building my app. Interesting. And Michelle, you want to tell, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but. Yeah, no, yeah. The new moon in January is when all this stuff occurred with my ear, where it just like, boom, I've got all these, you know, ringing and pressure and all this stuff that I'm working through. So yeah. again, that's fifth, you know, it's all connected with this communication mm -hmm. and so yeah. Um, definitely. And it feels like it is coming. Like there's the seeds have been planted, all these, and then things are happening. I'm seeing progress in that, which thank God finally, but, um, you know, so it's good. Yeah. So, so it's just fascinating to me that, I mean, big stuff was happening. So everybody out there, like pay close attention to what Yelena is saying and look at the new moon in January, because there's clearly stuff going on. Okay, anyways, sorry. We, we have to remember, too, um, that all of our own personal, because I hear a lot of people say, like, I've heard astrology horoscopes, and 
you know, it didn't resonate this week or whatever. Well, you have to also understand that these moving planets are compared to your specific planets where you were born in your chart. So not everybody has their planets at the same points. That's why one full moon might be like extra impactful for you for some reason when another one might affect somebody else a little bit stronger. We have to remember that too. But there are also other areas in the chart that this could affect that I can't possibly get into right now. So, you know, just try to be broad and uh, in the way that I explain, I guess, because this is very general. But um, again, a new moon is many different things. It's where something may reach an apex, like a, a peak or a culmination of some sorts. You may be completing something. You may be required to surrender and release or let something go. That's why the full moon is always going to be a really good time to do uh, like a releasing ceremony. And just to give you guys like a little suggestion of something that I enjoy doing from time to time, if I feel I need to, if I'm going through some stuff, I will do like a burning bowl ceremony, right? You guys have probably done something like that, I'm sure. We're all a little crazy spiritual people. So, um, you know, I just, well, like, you. yeah. And I mean that in the best way possible. Well, um, yes, of course. <laughs> no, we don't want to be normal. <laughs> so basically, you will just write down. You could do a journaling ceremony and then write down what you want to release or what no longer is serving you. Write down how it benefited you at one point in your life, but now it no longer serves you. Make peace with it, right? Write out any apologies or anything that you need to do and burn that in a safe spot. <laughs> um, I'll do it in my bonfire pit in the back. You can do it like in your sink, but be careful, please. And then, um, yeah. So do you guys have any questions on the full moon other than that so far? Well, I love what you're saying about, you know, writing something down and burning it. And I would love to invite everybody out there who is in the Ajata Casa social media app. And if you're not in, go get it. The community is free and there's a ton of beautiful premium content in there as well. Um, but for everybody out there, do your burning bull ceremony. I'd love for you to post a picture of it. I think it would be great yeah. if we could fill up the social feed with all of our burning bull ceremonies tonight. That seems like such a great yes. idea. So one of the things I noticed, Yelena, is there's a lot of messaging coming from astrologers about this being a time to really go within and contemplate the last six months that there's some kind of shift and I know you've kind of touched on it, but what do you feel about that? Like, I just noticed well, that, like for some reason, everybody was talking about it. I'm like, this sounds really serious for some reason. I just want to say hi to Sherry too. I see you out there. Hi, Sherry Peterson. Um, anyway, I just see a familiar face, so I had to say hi. But anyways, uh, basically we are entering totally new energy. We are, this part of the year is the break off point where okay, goodbye, first half of the year, like you're done. You know what I mean? It's, we are entering brand spanking new energy right now. Uh, July is looking to be a pretty good month, but yeah, I would definitely, because this is Capricorn and it's opposing the sun and cancer, we really want to look at how far we've come and make any changes, release anything that's no longer serving us and re-strategize. This is a really good time for planning. Honestly, you want to nurture, which is that Cancerian sun energy, which is opposing the moon. You want to nurture any projects. You want to 
nurture any area of life that's that's being brought to focus for you and shift and and pivot in whatever way you need the reason i say shift and pivot is because this is cardinal energy cancer so there's all the signs are broken down in what in what are called modalities right we've got fixed which i was talking about earlier which is where that saturn uranus stuff is going on but Capricorn and Cancer are, are cardinal signs. And cardinal energy, it's all representative of like the seasons. So Cancer represents the shift into summer, right? So it's all about shifting, changing, pivoting. So this is a really good time to make any necessary changes that are required and to kind of re-strategize and rethink your plan, which really kind of goes in tandem with what I was explaining earlier with that Saturn-Uranus thing. How there's big changes and we find more roadblocks and we have to pivot we have to change again right so mm -hmm. and that'll come back into focus again in the winter when we enter capricorn season in late december it's more cardinal energy and it's that saturn uranus again so we're going to be shifting and pivoting <laughs> yeah so any any more questions and then i'll quickly go into um the 12 signs yeah go through the signs i think we're ready Okay, so I'm just gonna go through basically let you guys know like where this full moon is. Um, basically, a full moon is what's called an opposition. So we've got the sun and the moon on opposite parts of the chart from each other. So necessary. So with an opposition, that automatically means that sometimes we might have to like balance those two sides a little bit or somehow bring them into integration, right? So I will mention the other side just briefly as well, just so you kind of have an idea now. Just so you guys know too, I'm doing rising sign readings. Um, this is your ascendant sign because that's how we do horoscopes. So this is not going to be as accurate for your sun sign, which is just your birth time um, or birth date, which is like, I'm a May baby, so I'm a Taurus, you know? So basically you can always come back to the video if you don't know your rising sign, type in rising sign calculator in Google or DuckDuckGo is better. And, um, and then once you find it, you can come back and get your get your little mini forecast. But we'll go ahead and start here. Uh, so we'll start with Aries, Aries rising. So this full moon illumination is taking place in your 10th house. And the 10th house is the most public house of the entire chart. So your career sector is really being lit up. So there's probably either one of two things here. There's probably a whole hell of a lot going on in your career sector. Maybe you're reaching some type of point in your life where you're getting accolades or you're getting a promotion or you're shifting careers or, you know, something's going on. Or maybe you realize you're not at the point where you'd like to be and everything really hasn't worked out the way you would have liked in the past six months. And you kind of need to change something or pivot. Now, we want to make sure, too, that the reverse house is getting extra love here and that we're not neglecting it. And that is the house of home and family. So maybe there's some situation with that that needs to be balanced out or integrated or compromised in some way. Okay, now we're gonna move on to Taurus, Taurus rising. So Taurus, this is going to be occurring, this full moon illumination in your ninth house. The ninth house is all about higher learning and education, but it also has a lot to do with your philosophical belief systems, your belief systems about the world. I like to think of this as like the house of awakening. When I had my spiritual awakening, I had a lot of ninth house transits. Uh, are going on. So this is like broadens your perspectives. It's also the house of foreign travel. So you may be reaching some type of culmination or fruition as it comes to 
some studies that you've been going through. Um, maybe you're completing something, and if so, congratulations. You may be getting an opportunity to do some traveling, because this is the house of foreign travel, foreign cultures, foreign affairs. Um, so those are all interesting things. Or maybe this could just really be shifting your mindset about the way that you're interacting with the world, your beliefs about what you're doing out in the world and wanting you to kind of like broaden your perspective a bit. We do want to make sure that we are integrating that and balancing it out with the third house, which is our local environment. It's our, uh, everybody, everything that's in our local environment, our neighbors, our siblings, our cousins, our neighborhood, our community. So somehow there may be some type of dynamic that's going on here, but it's also the mind. So yes, we want a broader perspective, but this bigger thinking awakening has, all has to do with the condition of our mental state, right? So there's gotta be some type of equilibrium going on between the two of those areas. Okay, Gemini and Gemini, sorry, Gemini rising. This is gonna be in your eighth house, this full moon illumination in the house of uh, this is joint finances, so maybe you're going to be benefiting somehow from a partner, spouse's money, um, or maybe you're going to be getting a loan or some type of grant or some type of something that pertains to money that you get from other people that you don't necessarily make yourself. This is also the house of our deep psychological inner workings, and it has to do with a lot of traumas and things that uh, require healing that we may have taken on from a very early age. So you may find yourself... Um, being able to disconnect emotionally from that and heal it on a deeper level um, or really diving into those psychological complexities. And this is also the house of things like occult sciences. So maybe you decide you want to dive into astrology or learn the tarot or something, or maybe you have been and that's coming to a close, right? And good on you if you did that. Um, but we want to balance this out with your income. So make sure you're not relying too heavily on somebody else's money um, or make sure you're not in the sharing. You're not too like not wanting to share, I guess, with other people. Watch out for that, too. And that you're really focusing on building up your own inner self-worth if you are working through these traumas and everything, too. OK, so cancer rising. Cancers, uh, Lisa and I. Yeah. <laughs> So this is good. And what are you, Michelle? Libra? You know what? I'm not, I'm a Libra, but I don't, I can't remember what my rising is. Oh, darn it. Okay. No, you got to find your rising myself. sign. Okay, good. It's going to say, you, you, we got to have yours. Okay. So cancer, seventh house for you. This is bringing the to light relationship dynamics. Okay. This is intimate partnerships, marriage partners. This could be any type of partnership that's contractually uh, binding. So this could be business partnership. This can also just include contracts, negotiations, all of those kinds of things. So something from January is coming to some type of culmination point, or maybe you're realizing that you have some type of relationship that doesn't really serve you that well that you need to let go of, or maybe you decide that you really do like them and you want to make it more committed because Capricorn is a sign of commitment, right? But we do want to make sure that we're still caring for, nurturing, and honoring ourselves because we've got that sun and cancer in the first house of the self. So we want to make sure that we are taken care of as well and not being neglected too. So uh, then we'll go into Leo. We've got Leo in the sixth house. And um, so Leo, this is bringing work into the forefront to you, for you. So I don't know if maybe you're completing or letting go of some type of job, um, but this is also daily routines and your physical health. So maybe you have started some like health regime or something from January and you realize like, holy crap, I've got a six pack. 
or like I lost the 50 pounds. Woo. You know, that could definitely be it too. Or you're realizing that you really have not been taking care of yourself since January and you need to get serious about strategizing on making a new game plan for moving forward. Um, but you also want to make sure that you're taking care of your mental health, that no matter how busy you are out in the work life or with your daily habits and routines, that you're taking time for solitude, seclusion, and introspection, journaling, all of those kinds of things too. Okay. Virgo, let me take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. I'm Aries, by the way, I guess. Oh, I just, so that was that your was work. So we passed you. That yes, was your work, was that, um, Was that accurate for you? Um, I can't remember because it was the first one. So that was your career. That's like bringing your career sector into focus, like how you're known out in the public. Definitely. So okay. I love that. Thank cool. You. Yay. All right. So Virgo, I think we're on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Virgos, you are having this full moon in your fifth house. This is a great place for the full moon in the fifth house, but you want to try not to be too serious because Capricorn's that serious energy, very stern. And this is the house of fun. So just let yourself be loose and have fun because it's fun, romance, dating. It's the things that you do because you love to do them. Your hobbies, recreation, entertainment, celebration. So maybe, and it's this is also the house of children. So something with your children could be ending or you could be you know releasing something with them or they could be receiving some type of accolade for something that they've done, right? Um, but ultimately, maybe you are just something is coming to the forefront and you're completing something relating to a personal hobby or way of expressing yourself creative, creatively. Now, we want to make sure that we are still taking into consideration uh, the group, humanity, um, and our social life and our friends that we're not spending too much time um, on ourselves and our creativity and everything that we love to do and that we're spending time with our friends and the groups of people we like to be around and the organizations that have similar interests. Uh, so you want to make sure to balance out those two areas too. Libra. Okay, so Libra, you are going to be having this illumination of the full moon in your fourth house. This is the house of home and family. Uh, it's property. It could entail that you maybe you're selling your house or you're moving or um, maybe you some type of family dynamic is coming to a close in some way. Uh, these are just a couple ways that I see it. Um, there could also just be some, you know, any type of challenges or anything like that that are you have to be serious about at home, um, building some type of structure or something around the home life. Now, you want to make sure that you're not neglecting your work and your career. Uh, because you're focusing so much on home and family matters. So you want to make sure to bring those into a happy balance too. Scorpio, which Libra, you're already good at balancing. So that should, you know, no, no challenge there. Uh, Scorpio, we've got this full moon lighting up your third house. Jennifer, you find your rising sign by typing in to a search bar rising sign calculator. And you have to have your date and exact time of birth. Okay. Um, Scorpio, this is in your third house. This is the house of mind, communication, and mental faculties. Uh, so maybe you're letting go of some rigid way of seeing the world or thought processes, or you're letting go of this unhealthy attachment that you have to negative thoughts. Um, it could also be relative to, it's like the skills that we learn. 
like certifications and little programs that we do maybe to help us learn business skills, like how to do graphic design or something. So maybe you started some program back in January, maybe a coaching certification or something that you're just now completing. Um, but this could also have to do with your neighborhood, your community, and your relatives, siblings, and things like that. So something involving them might be coming to some sort of completion, or you might be reaching some sort of combination point. Make sure you want to balance out. Yes, we want to focus on the details. That's always really good with whatever we're doing right now. You're strategizing in your plan, details. But you want to make sure that you're also seeing the bigger picture that you're looking at things from a bigger, broader perspective and you're being open to shifting and changing that. Um, so that is one area that you can balance that too, right? Okay, then we'll move to Sagittarius second house. So, <clears throat> sorry, I don't ever talk this much. <laughs> I always take breaks when I do a forecast. Um, oh my gosh. So Sagittarius, this full moon will be happening in your second house. This is the house of income. It's your finances. It's how you make money. It's how it's how you're bringing in the Benjamins, basically, right? So something might be coming to a completion with one of your resources of money, um, or maybe you have just finished some project and you're like, "Yes, I, I getting all this money." Or maybe you reach a goal of the money that you've saved, right? You've made all this money and you actually were able to save and reach your goal. Um, you want to make sure, because uh, this is also the house of self-worth, so you could be really working, uh, reaching a point where you're so satisfied about the self point in self-worth and how you value yourself and how you value yourself. Um, sorry. This is, uh, so basically, we want to bring into integration and make sure that we're not, uh, we're not focusing too much in the money area of life and that you are focused on joint finances if you need to share your money with another person or that you're working on like co-relating in the financial department with a partner if that's something that um could be a potential for you um and if we're talking about the self-worth factor too you want to make sure that yes if you are working on building up your self-worth and the way that you feel about yourself that you are working on fixing those psychological uh, things going on within your mind healing from past traumas and doing things like that as well that's always going to help uh, let's do Capricorn. So this is this is all about you, Capricorn. This whole moon is happening in your first house, and it's all about your you. It's the house itself. It's your identity. It's your personality. It's your persona. Maybe you're having some sort of identity shift, right? Maybe there's a lot going on. Like you could potentially have shifted jobs, family dynamics changing, whatever. And you're like, wow, I am a totally different person. What the heck has happened? You know what I mean? Um, or you could be releasing aspects of yourself that might be too rigid, too stern, um, that you no longer relate to anymore, where you might be holding yourself back because you're too overly focused on ambition or something like that. And you are want to make sure that you're balancing that out by focusing on partnerships, um, making sure that your loved ones and the people you're in intimate connection with are being taken care of, too. Um, and that you're also taking care of yourself if there are contractual agreements that you need to balance out, too, with business in, in that sense. So there's a balance between you and relationships going on with you being at the focal point. So we have two more. We've got Aquarius. Uh, so Aquarius, this is occurring for you in an interesting house. This is your 12th house. 
where this illumination is taking place. And this is the house of the subconscious mind. So this could be illuminating some subconscious tendencies. You could be really working through some things that are being brought up to the surface for you that could be potentially holding you back and causing you to self-sabotage or uh, have reckless behavior in some way. Uh, we like to call this the house of self-undoing behavior. But really, this is also the house of solitude, seclusion, rest, isolation. Meeting is being recorded. Sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry. What does it mean? Did we not record it at all? Oh, no, no, no. You're fine. Keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a separate oh. thing going on right now. You're oh, good. Okay, okay. <laughs> So basically, uh, you want to make sure that no matter what you're going through, that you're taking time for rest. You're taking time to uh, be in quiet, recharge your battery, journal, meditate, do all those good things. Uh, that's where the emphasis is being placed on for you right now. But you also don't want to neglect uh, your work <laughs> and your daily routines and your physical health. Um, you want to make sure that you're kind of working with those things in tandem and bringing them into a, a beautiful harmony. So then finally, we've got uh, Pisces rising. Pisces rising, this is illuminating your house of friends and the groups and organizations that you're involved with that have similar interests um, or maybe groups and organizations be because of your work. Like I like to think of the work union, the union workers as part of the 11th house. So maybe something is reaching a culmination with your friends or these groups that you're involved with, or maybe you're completing some type of group involvement that you've been doing. Um, this could also, it has to do with your goals, your hopes and your dreams for the future. So maybe you have achieved something that you started back in January, big pat on the back if so, and maybe you haven't and you realize that you need to kind of reorient, restructure and pivot like we talked about earlier and make the necessary changes that you need. This could also say too that maybe there's some friends that don't serve you right so you want to watch out for that aspect of it but make sure that you're also focusing on you as an individual and how you express yourself creatively creatively and that that's not getting too out of balance because you're over focused on the group and like humanitarian pursuits or being social with others so that's what i have to say oh my gosh that's so good and so much <laughs> That's so good. So well, to make it shorter. I'm always like, I'll do this really quick. And then <laughs> end up being like, yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah. I like it. Cause I think it's important. And so last but not least, we're going to be leaving here in just a few minutes. Um, and actually a lot of you are going over to the full moon circle. That's going to be starting for the circle members um, of Ajata Casa, but we're going to talk about predictions last. Maybe. Suspenseful. It's suspenseful, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, thank you guys so much for watching today. We really do appreciate it. And this is fun and we're going to be doing it more often. And thank you so much, Michelle, for sparking this and Yelena for um, all of the astrology that you just shared with us. And I just wanted to briefly talk about any predictions or messages or thoughts that we have today. And I know for me, what I am seeing and feeling is a lot of just 
sporadic pops of breakdowns, whether it's the infrastructure breakdowns that Michelle was talking about, or the Uranus energy that Elaine is talking about, um, whether it's a shooting or a plane crash or more weird things like this building collapse today. I feel like in the power outages, it just feels like there's a lot of weird stuff going on. And I don't know how much of that is a prediction as much as it's just knowing that those things are coming. But, but um, I do feel that. I'm still feeling like there's some kind of event. I've been watching probabilities between um, you know, some kind of weapons or nuclear thing, an alien thing, uh, a 9-11 thing, whatever. And um, I'm feeling high probability for some kind of weapons thing, whether it's, you know, it, another mass shooting or something like that. Um, but they are shifting. So I, I haven't felt it land on anything yet. So that's kind of what I have to say about it. What about you ladies? Um, what I, it's interesting that you guys were talking about the pressure cooker because what I've been seeing for the last few days is just this squeezing again, more and more squeezing of just in general feeling like we're feeling the squeeze, which is just creating more rebellion. But with that, there's an even bigger digging in of whatever's the force that's doing the squeezing. So my feeling with that is just, again, infrastructure, get to yourself, ground, know your truth, know what you, your ability, what you have control over and don't have control over, focus on that. And I just wanted to say for Jennifer Brower, Bauer, because I know we have to go. Um, Jennifer, I've got some messages for you. I saw, Lisa and I saw your message about your mom. So if you want to email me or just contact me through my website, michellesnelling.com, that's Michelle with one L. Um, I've got some messages. So I would love to share those with you because I know we've got to go. So I know. Thank you, Michelle. And Elena, any parting words of wisdom before we close? I love you guys. <laughs> I love you um, too. This is so good. I just want to say, um, you guys stay strong because we are faced with challenges this year. Um, and we are in the midst of all of it right now, a lot of it. And uh, next week is going to probably be a little bit challenging for some people. Uh, other people, it will be easier. So just stay strong and know that, you know, we do have some positivity coming in July. So there is there is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And this is really going to shift a lot of things in the world. And in order for things to become better, sometimes they have to come crumbling down first. And I know that that's really disheartening to watch. But just stay strong. We have to stay hopeful for the rest of people. Um, so that's why we come together and support each other here. But I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Um, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much all I have to say. Oh, well, I love both of you ladies so much. And Yelena and I are going to be back for Galactic Origins in just a couple of weeks. It's almost the beginning of July. And um, I will see all of you who are hopping into the full moon circle, which was my awful, rude meeting is being recorded. Um, hop on over the Zoom links in the Ajatakasa app. For those of you who are interested in joining the circle and being a part of our um, full new, full and new moon circles, you can go to lisamgunshore.com. I love everybody and I'll All see right. you guys. Bye guys. <laughs>